Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lead With Story. I am your host, Stephanie Jarosh. Thanks for being here. As always, I appreciate you listening in and taking the time to just spend time with me and the topics that I want to discuss. So thanks for being here. Today, we're going to talk about morning routines. Now, here's the deal. I love me a good morning routine. I have done my morning routine and a variety of different morning routines probably for the last uh, 12 or 13 years. And my morning routine has shifted and changed over the years, obviously based on my schedule with kids, uh, with my partner, and things have shifted also depending on just kind of the time in my life and where I was at with my business. One thing I can tell you as my morning routine has shifted is that most morning routines that are talked about today have a lot to do with men who are not the default parent and who in these morning routines seem to have a plethora of activities that are related directly to them and not to others. Now, I am not dogging a single and or non-default partner or male or person. They are living their own journey, as I would like to say. But I think the advice they give about their morning routines is utter and complete nonsense for those of us who care for other human beings on a regular basis. So I wanted to talk about that today. I wanted to call out that pink elephant in the room, so to speak, because I have yet to find a morning routine that works for my situation as a woman, as a business owner, as a partner, and as a mother. So I am going to share what I do with you today. But a little bit about morning routines. I want to I want to take you back. So probably 2010, 2011, I was introduced to this idea of the morning routine. There's been probably 100 books written about it, about how valuable a morning routine is. People have jumped on the bandwagon. Um, I love morning routines. Something not discussed, though, I think regularly is that morning routines need to shift based on where you're at in your life. Um, mostly it's do this, do that, and watch your life or or business flourish. I disagree. I think that while you can do certain things at certain points in your life, that that needs to shift as your circumstances change. So for example, back when I started my morning routine, I was younger, obviously, and single, and didn't really have a lot of responsibility other than making sure I was fed on a regular basis and I showed up to work on time. So those were really my only primary concerns. Um, fast forward a couple of years, and I'm living and moving all over Europe with my now husband. And, you know, I have a partner. And so our routines are a little different, but it mostly stayed the same. You know, he would go off to work and I would do my morning routine and get about my day. And, and we'd come back together at night after our day was done. And, you know, it was, it was less responsibility that I experienced as a parent, obviously. So, when kids came into play a few years later and I had my firstborn, my entire world was flipped upside down and I didn't have the freedom that I used to enjoy. And that was, that was really hard for me. Um, I went through some struggles during that time to figure out how to 
be true to myself while also honoring this new stage of life that I was in, which was, you know, primary caretaker for this adorable little helpless human being. And that shifts too. you know, that little helpless human being becomes, you know, a Riley toddler and then moves into this young child stage where they can do everything on their own and they want to do everything on their own. And then, um, and then more into being a older child, which I'm at now. I have an eight-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old as of the recording of this podcast. And so those are very different stages that allow me a little more freedom to go back to a morning routine that, you know, works for me and not just the whole family. So as you can see, I've really moved through a lot of different phases of what a morning routine is. Now, I think a lot of the morning routines that I see today are you know, provided by men that typically say, wake up at 5 a.m., work out, make a protein shake, read, journal, check email, and be at my, you know, be at my desk or be at their desk by 8.30. And for someone like myself who is a mother and who needs to make sure that a morning routine is also set up for my children, that's just not doable. Um, I can't spend two or three hours every morning doing all those things and also making sure that I'm getting enough sleep, that my kids are, you know, lunches are packed and breakfast is on the table and um, backpacks have everything they need. Or maybe if you're in a stage where you have a new baby, the baby needs to be, you know, on three hour, every three hours it has to be fed. I remember those days, um, you know, diaper changes and uh, tummy upsets and, you know, all those things. And so, that morning routine is utter and complete nonsense for where I'm at in my life. And yet, I don't want to give up my morning routine because I think there's something really valuable in it. I don't think just because I'm a mother or juggling multiple responsibilities should I give up my morning routine and come back to it when I, you know, quote unquote, have more time. Because I don't think there's ever a perfect time or a time where we, quote unquote, have more time right? It's making time. It's making time for what matters and what counts. And sometimes that time just needs to be shifted. We need to work with the time that we have instead of um, fighting against what we think we should be doing when in reality that just causes us uh, discontent and distress. So let's jump into the things that I do and provide you a framework for building out a morning routine that works for you wherever you're at in your stage of life. I do three things in the morning that really matter to me most. And I haven't lumped them into specifics as in you absolutely like, for example, have to meditate or you absolutely have to journal, but I've themed them. And these three themes set the tone for my day, set the tone for my business, my mindset, and really allow me to connect with myself before the kids get up, before the rest of the day starts. Because once those kids are up and your partner needs something and your business needs something and you need to care and honor yourself too, the day can go by pretty quickly. And you look back at like 8 p.m. and you think, oh my God, I survived another day. How did I, what did I do today? How did I do this? And so this really allows me an opportunity to, to connect with myself first thing. I am not good at waking up early in the morning. I'm going to admit that. 
Um, I used to be really great at it. And then two kids later, and I'm just, I'm tired. You know, I work sometimes later into the evening. And so I don't always get to bed before 1030. And so waking up at 5am is not doable for me. Sleep is one of the most valuable assets we have as human beings to be on our game, exceptional, next level. And so many people I meet give up sleep in order to work more when in reality they need to have more sleep to work better. So sleep is valuable to me. So I don't get up at 5 a.m. I do try to get up around 6 or 6.30. Now, usually that leans towards 6.30, even though best intentions are 6 a.m., But my routine is flexible and can be shifted based on the time you have. So again, it's not that you have to do 15 minutes exactly of a certain practice. It's the simple act of doing the practice for whatever amount of time we have that helps me align and connect with myself. So the three things I do, I I group them into these three things because I think that it sets the tone for me. So the first thing I do is empower myself in some way. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm going to talk about the ways that I do these three things. The second thing I do is inspire myself in some way. And the third thing I do is I do something fun, something that I consider fun and playful. So let's go back to empower. Let's go to the first thing. So I wake up, I'm groggy, I'm tired, but I know that my morning routine matters. So I immediately get up, I get out of bed. I will sometimes, if I'm, if I remember the night before, drink and down a glass of water. Um, But I usually make my way to the kitchen and at least make myself a cup of tea. Love to start out my day with tea. Um, nice slow caffeine progression into my day so I'm not messing with my cortisol levels too badly if I start with just coffee. And from there, I like to do something that empowers me. Now, empower for me means connection with myself, with my true, innate, confident, capable self. And so a practice for me that would go under, I guess, the empower theme would be meditation or a grounding visualization. And that can last three minutes. It can last five. It can last 15. That is completely and utterly up to you. And sometimes up to the day. You know, if if I think my kids, you know, if I get closer to 6.45 and I think my kids are waking up at seven, I don't have a ton of time. Even though they understand that mommy needs some time in the morning, I'm not taking a full hour just to sit in my silo and and connect uh, with self and think that that's what I have to do. What I make sure I do is I just carve out enough time to connect. So that meditation, usually a breathwork meditation lasts a couple minutes and that's an opportunity to really connect with that true innate self, clear my mind. Um, Or it's a grounding visualization where I walk myself through a really powerful grounding visualization that takes me to a deeper level of my confidence and self so I can prepare for my day. Again, it's not time specific because that's where I think we get caught up in this idea of, 
oh, we have to do this certain thing for this amount of time. And don't get me wrong, research has shown that the more time we spend in meditation, um, the more time we spend visualizing, the more benefit we get. And I love that. But we don't always have time on our side. So if you don't have time on your side, this is a perfect way to start a morning meditation or a morning routine that, that really can actually work for you. So the next is inspire. I do something every day that inspires me. This might be in under in my bucket of what inspires me is reading. Um, I usually read things um, that are more self kind of help or positive psychology or memoirs, um, things that I learn from. I love books like that. And so five, maybe 10 minutes of reading, but I usually don't go longer than that at all, um, unless I'm doing leisurely reading on the weekends. But five, 10 minutes reading, just connecting to something that really is inspiring for me. And journaling. So um, journaling is considered, you know, you don't have to do both, but journaling for me is considered something that's inspiring. I like to journal in the morning and and kind of drop out of myself and get out of my head and get everything onto paper and start my day really as an empty vessel and able to start strong. And that's that's how I do it. That's how I inspire myself. So I've empowered myself through some sort of grounding or meditation practice. I've inspired myself by reading something or journaling something um, that elicits a sense of energy and joy inside of myself. And then the third thing I do is I do something that's playful or fun. Now, for me, this includes, uh, for example, reading my horoscope. I love to read my morning horoscope. That's so much fun. I have a couple people that I follow online. I like to see what they say about the day, the energies of the day, or I'll pull a card. I I use really beautiful different types of um, card decks, you know, goddess cards or just um, really beautiful totem animal cards um, that I like to pull daily and just see, okay, what kind of energy is today? What kind of message do I need to hear today? Who's with me today? And I'll pull a card and I'll, and I'll read the description or, or do a ritual around that card. And I have so much fun with that. That's such a fun thing for me to do every morning. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be when you do something playful and something fun. It doesn't have to be simply for oh, I have to do this for an end goal. An end goal of meditating is that my I'm going to you know, decrease stress and sleep better. I, I think those are great end goals of meditation. But I think when you're doing something playful and fun, it really just brings a sense of joy and aliveness to your, to your morning and your day. Those things take a minute. You know, I shuffle the cards, I pull a card, I read the description, you know, maybe 90 seconds. And that part of my day and that part of my morning ritual is complete and it brings me so much joy. Joy for you can be so many things. It might be a hobby you love. Maybe reading is something playful for you. Maybe it's coloring. Um, Whatever that is for you, take some time, you know, even if it's just five minutes to do something creative and playful and fun every morning and spark your senses in a different way. Now, sometimes my morning routine takes me maybe 10, 15 minutes max. Sometimes I like to spend more time in it if I have the time to meditate further or do a deeper visualization um, or journal perhaps longer than I normally would. Um, 
And so that might go up to a half hour. I typically don't spend longer than 45 minutes on my morning routine. That's just how I work. That's how my brain works. Everyone is different. For some people, movement might be a part of their morning routine. It's not for me, um, though I do like to stretch a little bit when I first get up. I don't make movement a primary focus first thing for me in the morning, but that's just based off of my personal physical experience in this body. I tend to do better in the afternoon with movement. And so I wanted to quickly also discuss my afternoon routine with you because morning routines are fantastic and I think you can shape shift them into what you need depending on where you are at in your life in the stage you're at especially if you're a parent. But what about the afternoon? You know, I have kids at school, so I have a little bit more space. I remember when my kids used to nap in the afternoon, and so the afternoon routine became very important for me. Now, if you've got little ones and you just need to sleep, I totally get that too. Um, That could be a great afternoon routine. So don't deny yourself, again, that sleep that is so needed for you to be emotionally and physically and energetically capable and and aware and even at your best. But my afternoon routine has also shifted as my kids have grown up. So where I used to go for walks and just sit on the couch and veg and rest and take time because that's all I had with babies in the house. Today, my afternoon routine looks like some sort of embodiment practice. And that can be 15 minutes to 45 minutes. That could be a workout. It could be walking on the treadmill. It could be jumping on my bike. It could be getting outside and playing with the dog. It could be a um, sacral meditation or breath work. And so it shifts every day. But for me, embodiment um, practices, especially in the afternoon, have been really helpful because, you know, most of my morning and my early afternoon is spent either taking care of the children when they were younger. So there was a lot of, you know, just making sure you know, diapers were changed and babies were fed and, and I could get at least dressed for my day. I remember those days that was tough with, with babies in the house. Um, and now it's sitting at my computer for long hours, you know, working, getting stuff done, checking emails, you know, all this stuff. And while that is wonderful, um, I notice that if I don't have an afternoon practice where I spend a few minutes just embodying self, taking a few minutes away from screens and really settling into my body and reconnecting with my body. Um, If I don't do that, bad things happen. My mood shifts and alters. My energy is off. I'm exhausted. My physical health deteriorates. And so I've made it a key element of who I am every afternoon for you know, 15 to 45 minutes, I do something that connects me back into my body. Now, I have a history and uh, experience in yoga practices. I'm a certified yoga teacher, actually, which I spent most of my 20s teaching yoga in really cool places around the world. Um, And that was kind of like a little side gig that I did just for joy and fun. And so I've got that. I have, uh, I am Reiki certified. So I also have practices around the healing modalities, energetic healing modalities. And so 
For me, an embodiment practice might be connecting with my chakras or um, breath work that moves the body and opens the lungs and opens the chest. Because again, when we're working all day or we're, you know, stressed out because we're cleaning up the toys and getting the kids down for their nap and doing the lunches, um, we, we do shallow breathing. You know, we breathe only up to our collarbone. So if you take your fingers right now and you press them into your collarbone, that's about as far as some of our breath goes. And so I really do my best to draw the breath down all the way through, um, down into the breastbone, down into my sacral chakra, um, down into the belly button to really allow my body to get more breath, release some of that stress, and connect with self again. Now, walking meditations used to be big. I used to love those with the kids. I'd put the baby in the stroller and I would do a walking kind of you know, meditation in that I would walk for at least an hour, you know, with the baby in the stroller. And that became a meditation for me. That was an opportunity for my brain to just relax. And it was beautiful. That was an beautiful embodiment practice that I had when the kids were younger. Today, that might look like jumping on my, um, you know, my desk tread or jumping on the Peloton. Um, uh, again, the breath work. And so there's different ways to embody oneself and bring yourself back. Get out of your head and drop down into the physical element or physical aspects of being alive. And we don't do that enough. Um, kind of run on autopilot. And then when only when the body starts to break down, do we notice, oh, I got to pay attention to that. Like, oh, I got to move the body. Oh, I got to eat better. But what if we incorporated this every day? And that's what I've started to do for the past, I guess, eight years almost now is this embodiment practice right after my firstborn was was born. So there's the morning routine, which is adaptable and flexible and allows you to pick and choose the pieces that bring you empowerment and inspiration and joy. And then there's an afternoon practice that connects you with the body with this kind of sacred temple that is the physical experience of you being here and again it's adaptable and flexible and it's not contingent on only one type of embodiment practice that practice can be whatever brings you the greatest sense of embodiment and groundedness and doing these practices every day consistently starts to build up inside yourself not only confidence because you're showing yourself that you can do this, right? It'll start to change the way you come to your business, come to your team, come to your um, family even, even your children, and you will shift. You will start to be more present and capable. You might be more creative. You might be more um, honest and truthful about what you can manage and handle. And it's a beautiful way for you to engage with those around you as well as do better, you know, be a better leader, be a better parent, be a better partner. And without the routines, you simply become this this walking robot in a way, right? You're checking your phone, checking your emails, doing the work, going to bed, do it all again the next day. But these practices are an opportunity for you to really center in, take a minute and remember 
just that there's a bigger purpose. There's greater meaning here. And you have an opportunity to expand inside that. And that's what I want for you today. So I hope these practices and me sharing how I move through these practices through different stages of my own life as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a woman, I hope they help you. I hope it helps you start to think about how you can create something for you that works for you today and allows you the flexibility to do a practice that brings you hopefully more purpose and joy in this lifetime. Until next time, my friends, 